Hey, everybody. This is LifeCast, the G220 Effect. I am Steve. And I'm Denai. And we're here live. Yes, excited for another podcast. God is so good. We get to share with our brothers and sisters out there, wherever you're at, all over the world. Hello, hello, and welcome. Bringing you strictly Jesus. Hallelujah. Revealing Jesus is not everyday life. If I could speak other languages, I would greet everybody in their own language, but I'm not that great. You know what? But you know what? You better, a lot better than me, though. <laughs> I know how to say hola, bonjour, konnichiwa. Como estas? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's my husband just spilling out stuff. <laughs> But hello, 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 and we are so glad that you were able to join us on this podcast today. Today, we're going to be talking about roots and establishing roots and why it is important to establish roots. So when I say the word roots, what do you think about? I think about a tree. and You know, this tree has been here for 50 years, and you know when this tree begins to die, you know how sometimes the tree begins to fall over, and you see those thick roots, and you're like, wow, this tree is old. You know, I, I think like that. Yeah, those that those roots were probably so hard to dig out, I'm sure. They were not easy to dig out. The, the tree, tree has been there for 50 years. The tree just got so old and said, forget it. I'm just going <laughs> to dig myself out. <laughs> but yeah, we see roots in, in, in trees or plants, whatever we plant. I know that recently we've been uh, working on our yard and I've been taking out weeds. And what happened was when I pulled the weeds out, I took some of the, 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 the weeds out of the area that I was clean out. After I was cleaning up, I took them out. But then a few days later, the ones I didn't quite get to planted themselves again. I'm like, these things are stubborn. So and guess what? She didn't get the root. <laughs> and some I got the root, but I just forgot it on the soil. So the soil was like, hello, roots. Get in here. Let's plant. So God created the system that works for us, that it just works on its own without us even trying. I didn't go and like plant those weeds back in. But the soil is just like so ready. So it just absorbed those roots. And before I knew it, the weeds are back again. I'm like, man, I need to do a better job of cleaning up after I uproot all these. <laughs> all you know these what? I, I think you did a good job. Thank you. But yeah, I got to do a better job. <laughs> yeah, I got to do a better job. So we're talking about soil. We're talking about planting. We're talking about roots. And uh, we recently heard something that was awesome. We've been reading a book by Andrew Womack called A Sure Foundation. And in the book, he talks about. Um, why is it that when Jesus spoke in parables, he always used natural things to explain uh, how things work? And what we learned was that because the natural way of things which God created, there's no way of cheating that system. Right? And you, know what's, you know what's so funny that the parable that Jesus used was natural stuff that we always do, but we didn't know what he was talking about. Ain't that crazy? So he's saying that I'm going to use these natural things. You can't cheat them. But the other things which are like the government or things like that, that we systems that we we create ourselves as, as humans, those we can kind of cheat. You can cheat your way into a lot of those things. You can cheat your way. He gave an example of like taking a test. You can you can just cram your notes all night and yeah. then be able to pass the test. And then you get your degree, but sometimes you don't even remember half of the things that you, know you learned because you just crammed them, right? I can tell you a lot of stuff I don't remember when I went to college. But then he talks about how you can't cheat sowing seed, seed time and harvest time. You can't cheat that. If you plant a seed, you can't just like plant it tonight and then just like 
say, oh, I'm just going to water it, water it all night because in the morning it's going to bloom into this great harvest. No, you can't do that. It takes its time. The roots have to go in. They have to be established. And then something big comes out of it in the harvest time. Well, what about this one? I plant the seed. Oh, you know what? It's just going to grow. It's going to germinate. It's going to grow. Yeah, I'm going to speak to this thing until it grows. It doesn't work that way. The sunlight has to hit it. You have to water it. You have to tend to it and all this stuff. So I just love that example because it, it really does help us to understand why Jesus used these natural things because there's a time and a process in which we have to do things and go through things. So I just wanted to share that so that we can just understand where our roots come from and why we talk about planting and all of this stuff. But let's just get into it. So if you have your Bible, open up that Bible. We or you love... have your phone with the Bible app. You know how we do it these days. <laughs> we use both. So when we're doing our study time, it's the Bible. When we're just quickly needing a word, we just go to, on our phones. So let's go in our Bible. Let's go into Matthew 13. And, we, and that's the parable of the four soils. And we're going to start reading from uh, verse 3. So verse 3 says, And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, this is Jesus talking, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell on stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, but because they had no deepness of earth and when the sun was up they were scorched and because they had no root they withered away and some fell on thorns and the thorns sprung up and choked them up but other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit some an hundredfold some sixtyfold some thirty uh thirtyfold who hath ears to hear let him so here, um, Jesus is, is giving us examples of these different soils. He's using those natural examples, right, of the different soils. But the one we wanted to really focus on was some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth and forthwith they sprung up. But because they had no deepness of earth, they had no, oh, sorry, but because they had no deepness of earth and when the sun was up, they were scorched and because they had no root, they withered away. So these, this is seed that we're talking about. So, so today we're going to talk about the seed being the word of God, right? So the word of God comes, and because it, it has no deepness and no roots, it just withers away. The sun just, just, just scorches it up, and it's gone. There's no, there's no root. It's like you just drop some out your pocket, and you expect it when it hit the ground that it's still going to be there. <laughs> and you find out it's quickly gone. So we're talking about just the seed of God, the word of God, how important it is. I know we talked about a growing relationship. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go listen to it. We just pretty much just start from where it starts from. Who's God? Who's Jesus? Who's the Holy Spirit? What is our growing relationship? Why does our heart matter in that relationship? So when we talk about seed we're talking about the word of God because that's how you get to know who God is that's how you get to be established in who he is and who he says you are yeah 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 so when we have that word of God we have to take it and begin to meditate on it and allow it to take root in us right and I know that in, in my life there was a point where I would read the word of God yeah I would read and 
know all these scriptures and be able. I just wanted to memorize the whole Bible from front to back because it, I heard it from my church. It was really important. I don't know if it was the same. Thing yeah, yeah. Quote it back and forth, and then you'd be able to spit it out verbatim. They say, "What's the scripture?" You'd be like, "Oh yeah, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world." You know, you go into that <laughs> whole spill. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with memorizing and knowing your scripture. But what we're talking about here is allowing that seed to to take into the earth, the earth meaning like the soil and all of that and, and begin to have nutrients so that it can be uh, established and rooted so that you're not shaken. So it's good to know your word, but then are you really, do you really hear it? Just like Jesus said at the end there, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Because the ears, the physical ears that you see on the outside, yeah. take in the, the vibrations and the sounds and then your brain computes what's being said. But let him hear, hearing the ears and the hearing, the hearing is that part of you, the soul realm where the word should go in there and begin to take root in your soul so that I'm not moved by my emotions. I'm not moved by things that are going on around me, but that word becomes the truth. Cause guess what? My five senses are probably highly lying to me most of the times. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. what we see in the natural realm, yeah, it might seem very real, but what's happening in the spiritual realm, God says that that stuff is eternal. And you know, with something in the natural realm, they got that saying and say, what you see is what you get. And that's not true because in naturally what you see might be what you get. But spiritually, what you see ain't always what you see. So it's 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 like knowing, you know, knowing what your truth is, knowing what the truth is, really is. So it, it brings me to the thought of how do I allow, how do I allow God to take root? How do I allow him to just be rooted in my life? You know, just like we said, when you read scripture and when you were young, you just want to know all the scriptures so you can verbatimly spit them back. But does it actually take root? Does it actually take a found, have a foundation where it's set and where it actually is moving and molding in you? And so a lot of times when you when you when you when you eagerly want to know, you just want to just spit it out and like, yeah, I know it. You know, I know it. And a lot of times when you think about it, that's a little bit of pride, you know, because I, I know the scripture. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know it. You know how you, a little kid in class when you study, you did your homework and the teacher asked questions about it and you just like, oh, yeah, yeah. You raise your hand, and say, I know it. You'd be the first one. It's, that's, it's almost like that. Like, you're proud that you know it. And sometimes being proud leads to being prideful. And so allowing God to take a root. A lot of times when we, we allow roots, it's because it's something that we want. We want. It's something that we want in us to take a root. And a lot of times when you think about a root system, when you think about a root system, it's growth. It's growth, you know. It's growth. And a lot of times when you think about that root, you know, a lot of times it's love. You allow stuff that you love to grow and take root. So the thing is, I love God. So I'm, I will allow God to take root in my life. I will allow his word to germinate, you know, keep spraying it with water and let it grow. And it becomes, it becomes, it becomes, it becomes something great in my life. It moves. How about that? You know, so it makes me think about the scripture in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, whose hope is in whose hope the Lord is, for he shall as he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not and 
shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Man, I love that scripture. I mean, you can you can sit on chew on that word and spend so much time into it. We have we have other scriptures to share, but man, we can sit on that for a while because it's talking about how how blessed you become when you have this fruit and it's not changed by your drought. So drought, let's look at drought as being emotionally bruised. Maybe let's just give an example. You go to work or you are around people and somebody says something of offense to you and it's triggered that heart matters. We talked about why your heart matters, right? It triggers that part of you that has always been hurt, has mistrust in people. Oh, see how I'd say people are so evil, right? And it triggers that that area of yours, right? It becomes a drought. That place is dry in yeah, you, right? Yeah. But when you when you allow the word of God to, to to really be deep in you, having it readily available. Oh, when I read that word and it said that God loves me, right? Or I read that word that says, I'm above and not beneath. When I read that word yeah. that I need to trust God in all things and lean not to my own understanding. When you have that word in you and it is taken root, guess what's going to come out? It's not going to be a reaction of, oh, I hate you. <laughs> you know, I knew people will always fail me. But because that word is hidden in you, even in the times of drought, green leaves will come out of it. And fruit yeah. will never fail to yield because you begin to say and, and, and not just verbatim those scriptures because somebody asked you, but they come out of you like a river. You know what? It brings me to a point. You know what? You know, sometimes in life we we have a place of drought, but you know how you've put in so much and you put in so much and then the drought comes and you're like, oh, what's happening? And all of a sudden you see the rain and you're like, wow, what happened? You know, it, it, it brings me to that. To make It makes me think about that, actually, where you've been, you, go, you go through a drought process, which is a germinating process in some cases. And in some cases what drought means is that you didn't pay attention to the area. But at this point, I'm talking about the germinating process where drought is there, and but things are germinating, and you just can't see it, and then all of a sudden, some sprouts up, and you're like, "Wow, no more drought." It's it's like the green leaf that it talked about in the scripture. You know, you still will see green leaves. You know, still see stuff flourish. Yes, and it's like what what we hear that you always see the silver lining in everything. That's kind of a natural saying, right? And it's it, and it's so true when you hide the word of God within you and you allow it to really take root. That means that even if things were to happen financially, you get laid off at work. You know, you 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 pay you get a pay cut. Whatever happens in your life that is so real to you in your natural sense. You begin to remember, oh, Lord, you said that if I think on those things that are good, that you never leave me nor forsake me, that you you make all grace abound towards me in all things. You know, when I begin to think on that word, all of a sudden, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. So even right now, when I don't have money, I don't have relationships, I just had a divorce or I just went through this uh, uh, relationship being torn or whatever it is that's causing that drought in your life, you will see it. But because you think on those things that are good, as the word says, because you remember the promises of God over your life that I'll never leave you nor forsake you, all of a sudden things are green around you. Yet you might think you're in drought, but the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will just immerse you. Yeah, that's that encouragement that you get from the word of God. That's that root. 
that root system, you know. So it, it it's great to know that we have this root and our roots are in Jesus. Amen. Amen. And and all that he did for us so that we can receive these promises. Because the Bible says that his promises are yea and amen in Christ. In Christ, they're yea and amen. And amen just me, and it is so. It is so. Hallelujah. So there are benefits to being rooted. You don't want to be like the seed that's got scorched up because it didn't take a root. So when you begin to root yourself, and we'll look even uh, more into, into Scripture and, and just get deeper into understanding the benefits of being rooted. Okay, Ephesians 3 and 16 through 19, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in an inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye be rooted and grounded in love, and may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye may be filled with all fullness of God. Hallelujah. Look at that part. It says that, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. And you know that's amazing because he covered the metrics. He covered the metrics. He said, I'm covering all sides. So you won't have an excuse. So you will know that this is what it is. This is what it means. This is what it means to know that Christ is loves and he loves you. Hallelujah. And let's just go to Psalm 1. Well, I'm going to read Psalm 1, 1 through 3, because it also helps us to have a visual. And I love the word because it, it's so visual. If you take it and just close your eyes and begin to visualize what these words are saying, they start to even just take root because you are seeing a mental picture of it and you're allowing that mental picture to be the true picture within your heart. So Psalm 1, 1 through 3 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That is another blessing and a benefit of being rooted in God, having your roots established through his word in you. Amen. You will not, your leaves will not wither. You will just flourish. You'll become all the things. Every promise will be yes and amen for you. And that's crazy because the scripture started out with blessed. Yes. So you know that God is speaking to you when he's saying blessed. Because he said you, we were his blessed creation. So, yeah, he's speaking right to you. Hallelujah. You are blessed for having the word take root in you and allowing your relationship to, with God to be so established by being in his, in his word. And, it, and, and I just love how it says in that, in that scripture, and his law doth he meditate day and night. So in his commandments, in what he has spoken to you, let that, you have to meditate on that day and night. Meaning I just, I'm not just studying to, to just know these words, which is good. We're not discouraging that, but I am now allowing this word to just chew on it. I know that at the beginning of the year, we both usually get scripture that we hold on to for the year. We pray for our year. We pray that the Lord will direct our path the whole year. 
and, and, and what is his plan for us? And we seek him for that plan. And usually we get a word. And, and for me this year, that word was cast your cares upon me because I care about you. And it's so interesting because there have been some trying times. But you know what? I didn't see those things. Yeah, they, were, they felt so real in my five senses, right? In my, I, I felt it. I could, I could see it. I could smell it. I could hear it. I mean, all my five senses were triggered by it, right? Which is my soul part, which is just like, I feel this thing. But that didn't take root in me. What did was, Lord, you gave me that word that I give you all my cares because you care for me. And guess what? I started seeing how God really cares for us. And yeah. everything that was happening, we saw God's hand yeah. in it. We saw his goodness in it. We saw his promises coming to pass in our lives. Yeah. And so it didn't overtake us. We weren't in bed laying down go, oh, Lord, poor us. <laughs> you know what? That word also equipped with the word, be still and know that I am God. You know, because it, it, it helped us to get past, you know, that the cares. And sometimes you begin to wander and ponder. But... Be still and know. Be patient. That's all God is telling you. Be patient and watch me work it out. He's working it out for your good, you know? So it's awesome to know that. Hallelujah. So we're just going to read Mark 4, 17. Steve is going to read Mark 4, 17 for us. And Mark 4, 17 reads as, And they that have no root in themselves, so endure only for a time. Afterward, when the tribulation and persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately stumble. Immediately they stumble. Yeah. So this is talking about what happens when you don't have when you're not rooted in God's word. That seed goes and it doesn't really take root because you haven't been chewing on it, you haven't been meditating on it, you haven't been taking it and really allowing it to become life in you. You haven't been rehearsing it over and over in your mind and in your spirit that Lord, you said you care for me. This is what happened. When things happen, you stumble and you fall. And you're it's like, a, man, why is it that I keep, it feels like, I've heard this a lot. Why does it feel like I keep taking, I take a step forward and then I take 10 steps back? You know, it's crazy because you know why? It, it, it's that process when you're working on your own strength. And when your strength is depleted and you get to the end of your own rope and you're like, ah, what happens? You begin to stumble. Because you've been working it out yourself and not allowing God to work the process out, not having a root in God in that area. You know, a lot of times we have areas in our life that we, we, we tend to hold dear to. We tend to be the God over that area. And so there's no root in God. So we working it out ourselves. And a lot of times with people, it's finances because they, they feel like I can go to work and make the money. So I'll give it back to God. So it's like, oh, yeah, I thank God for the job. I thank God for the money. You know, I thank God because he gave me the ability to go to work. And no, 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 because that job can end any day. And God is still God. You know, what are you going to do? Because you, you, I thank God to give me the ability. You know, God gave me the ability. What happens when the job ends? What happens when you don't have that, that you still have the ability to go to work, but you don't have the place to go to work? So that root is it needs to be in that place where it should, and that that place it should be is God, because only it can grow in God. We can put roots in the ground on our own. We can set our own roots, but we'll continually have to work hard, hard, hard. And and this life with Christ is easy. It's easy. He said he would not put on you more than you could bear. He won't do that. He won't give you things that that's hard and a hardship for you because he doesn't do that. This you got really. This thing is grace. And he said his grace is sufficient. So it's sufficient and suffice. So, I mean, I'm with that. 
And I love how the word of God tells us in, in, in different scriptures how his word or this, it will say sometimes the spiritual things are eternal, right? So we know that everything that is in this word has been inspired to man. It's spiritual. It's from God's own heart to us, inspired to, through holy men, as we read it in, in, in Peter, I believe. And we see that the word of God is eternal. It says time and time again, the word of God is eternal. It says First Peter 125, but the word of the Lord endures forever. So when all is said and done, guess what? When that's because the circumstances are going to change, but the word of God will not change. So I, I say you take heed to the thing that is going to be eternal, because even as Steve said, sometimes what we see is really not what we see because we're seeing with our limited eyes. But God sees so much deeper and his word goes so much deeper into your situation than you could ever even imagine. Amen. You know, it, it gives me the example of how you get a new car and you have this car for five years. And so you get a new another new car. And you keep saying, oh, I like my new car. You keep going on and on this process because it's temporal. It's not things that's going to last. It's not things that's going to be there forever. But the word, which shall endure through all times, through all generations, will be here. This living word, this root. This Bible is a root. It's a root that needs to grow. How does it grow? By germinating, by watering it, by giving it time to settle in your heart. And become something great. Hallelujah. It says now, finally, this is Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the Preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we are just thanking God for giving us a word that is eternal that he sees way further than we see, and because he does see way further than we see. He's able to 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 give us that word so that it can go in and penetrate through any drought, any situation, and still something good will come out of it. Matthew 13 said that that seed that was sown in that stony place, that was sowed in that stony place, because it had no roots, the sun came up and scorched it away. And we just pray that that's not your case because we see now that there is an important part of taking the word of God allowing it to make take root in your life and allowing it to really go down in our hearts to to take that root so that when things happen the word of god is what springs forth not my feelings not my emotions not what i'm going through not be triggered by those things but allowing the truth which i know is so deep within me is rooted in me to come forth we know and steve and i have been talking about this there could be a time when access to the word of god might be limited but you know what 
when we take that word, let's just chew on it. Let, let's allow it to make truth. Let it not be just the word that we read, but the word that we live. We are about living this. That's why we call this G220 effect. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. I live because he died for me. I live because he loved me. So I take this word and allow it to be the only truth that I establish within my heart. The only roots I allow to make a, a, a root system within me. And we're just going to pray. And Steve is going to lead us in that prayer. So if you're in this place where you need new roots, it's time to take root in knowing that the word, the word of God is the seed. And so as we pray, begin to look at where the roots are and if you need to cut off some roots so you can plant another seed so it can grow. Father, we thank you this day. We thank you for this time, this opportunity that we have, Lord, that is so great to know where our roots and stems come from, to know what is the germinating process of your word, to know that every root, Father God, that we plant, every seed that we plant becomes a root in you. Father, we thank you for you being the seed that's planted in our life. And we thank you for this opportunity that we have. For you are great. You are merciful. And for those who don't know Christ this day, allow this seed, that's the word of God, to be planted in your heart. And that you might ask the question to yourself, where do I go from here? And that question is, you turn to Jesus. For the word says that, in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and who shall ever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And he said he brought not his son to the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. So at this point in time, if you need Christ as a savior, all you have to do is turn to the living word. The living word is Jesus Christ. And know that he is Lord and he is God. And all you have to do is say, Lord, forgive me. I repent, I give up, and now I turn to you that you can be my Lord and my Savior. And if you believe that prayer, say amen. Amen. And this is the G220 Effect, and I am Steve. And Denai. And we're out.